Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. One of my favorite songs of all time on one of my favorite days of the year. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. And welcome in to Nuanez Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports. Maybe a little Irish music on this great holiday as well. Each and every day right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. You can also watch us on SWX Montana Television. I got my green on. I'm colorblind. Are you got wearing green too there, Rain Man? I, I got no green on. And don't worry, my whole family already pinched me this morning. <laughs> Kids thought it was hilarious. Sean yeah. can be forgiven. He has two young children. He has a lot of more important things to worry about than the color of his shirt on a uh, on an Irish holiday. Do you have any Irish in you? Um, a little bit on my dad's side, yeah, but not enough. To, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a big uh, St. Patty's guy. That's interesting. I say I've always loved St. Patrick's Day uh, for the pageantry of it all, also just because of the great uh, heritage of Irish people in the great state of Montana. Uh, my family has deep roots in Butte and Helen on my mom's side, and uh, of course, we know there's great Irish traditions and great Irish lineages from those parts of Montana, and. Uh, yeah, I've always felt very, very tied to St. Patrick's Day. You know, it's uh, we did the 23andMe over Christmas and got a whole bunch of different smatterings of results, which was fun and kind of cool to see where where you come from. But uh, the my main um, background was Irish. It was like 48% Irish. So I, my grandfather on my mother's side is very, very Irish, and my grandmother on my father's side was also very, very Irish. My middle name is Bryce, which was my uh, grandmother's maiden name, which is a very Irish last name as well. So 
Happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you out there, whether you're Irish or not. Be safe. It is a beautiful day. It is always a great day on St. Patrick's Day when it is a beautiful day, particularly now that uh, we're in this weird time because uh, if you do want to go out and enjoy yourself a green beer or something, you can sit outside, which is pretty cool because it is an awesome, nice day. Big Wednesday show for you. If you are listening on the radio, you already know it's 1029 ESPN Missoula. If you're watching on TV, SWX Montana Television. If you want to listen to the show live on your mobile devices or maybe on your computer, your cell phone, tablet, whatever you might want to listen to it on, you can go to 1029ESPN.com, click on the Listen Live tab. There you will find the live stream. This stream is presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. We're going to have our Opportunity Bank Coaches Corner later on in the show. About 5.30, Jason Mackey from the Missoula Sentinel Boys Basketball Team will swing by. We'll talk about his team's state tournament run. They did get bounced in the semifinals, but they rallied their way back and they earned Sentinel's first trophy in more than a decade. So good on them for fighting back. Sentinel's had problems in the state tournament before, but this year they at least fought back hard enough to earn a trophy. So good for those guys, especially the seniors uh, that fought so hard and played so well this year. So Jason Mackey on our coach's corner about 5.30. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana Television, of course, in studio as he is each and every Wednesday. We're going to be leading the show talking NFL free agency. A whole bunch of moves. No real super-duper stars, but a bunch of pretty good players that are moving around that could have impacts on some already pretty good teams. And then, of course, the New England Patriots trying to get back on track, but they're spending money like it's going out of style, which is kind of atypical of the Patriots' way of doing things. So we'll get into everything that's happening around the NFL uh, with Sean here. We also have a couple great guests today. Wayne Tinkle, head coach of the Oregon State Beavers, will be joining us live here about 4.30, so stay tuned for that. Coach Tinkle, obviously, deep Missoula roots, played his college ball at the University of Montana. Uh, his family, they lived in Montana for most of uh, his kids' childhood, so all three of his kids, Jocelyn, Ellie, and Trace, all went to school here in Missoula. Ellie and, and Jocelyn at Missoula Big Sky and Trace at Missoula Hellgate. They all, of course, went on to have great college basketball careers. And then Wayne Tickle, the head coach of the University of Montana men's basketball team for seven seasons as well before heading over to Oregon State. Oregon State, a great run in the Pac-12 tournament to win the tournament title and get their way into the NCAA tournament. Our tournament takeover also continues. We had Raleigh Wooster on yesterday. That was great. He's a freshman at Utah State. He's from Missoula Hellgate. Uh, Wayne Tickle coming on 430. And also Raekwon Evans. I caught up with Raekwon earlier today. He's a Billings native from uh, Skyview High School, and he is at Florida State. Yep, that Florida State. In the ACC, they're a four seed going into the NCAA tournament as well. So a ton of Montana connections all over the country. So it will be really fun to hit up the tournament. A reminder, no show tomorrow. Nuanas now will not be playing tomorrow, but we will be back live from Indianapolis, Indiana on Friday. We'll be doing Nuanas now live Friday, Monday, and Tuesday. So uh, be sure to tune in. Riley Corcoran and I are making the journey to the Midwest. So we'll be broadcasting to you live from there. We're going to hit up all these different Montana angles. Second hour. Jay Sprinkle going to join us for our ESPN roundtable. We're going to recap the Montana State's great season, their run to the Big State Conference Tournament Championship. First time they made the tournament championship in more than a decade. So we'll rehash all the good things of the Bobcats accomplished over uh, the uh, during the uh, most recently completed season. And then, like I mentioned, Jason Mackey in studio with us to recap the Sentinel Boys basketball season. Randy, what's going on, my man? How you living? 
I'm doing great. It's good to see you. It feels weird because we were we hung out for more than we ever have. We hung out all day, but we were pandemic. but we were all yeah. we were on our computer though the whole time. So we were Rashad and I were sitting next to each other on the third floor working, and you know every once in a while making comments yeah. about whatever we found. But pretty long week, pretty good grind. But what do you think of Boise? What did you think of this? The overall experience? I thought it was great. I thought it was much better. And I know you you had more worries about. I it was worried than yeah. I did going in, like with all the the protocols and this and that. I had a feeling that when we got there, it was going to be a little bit more lax than um, the initial emails that we got about it were, you know, kind of freaked us out a little bit. But, you know, it was a great experience. And there was there were more fans there than I thought there was going to be um, for a lot of the teams. And obviously with the, you know, Idaho and Idaho State women being in it, um, there was quite a few fans there for the women's championship. And then, you know, Montana State kind of going on a run there. Um, I, you know, I, I didn't really think that because I go down there to cover all the Montana teams. You're staying there through Saturday regardless. But my station, they could technically be like, if all of our teams get eliminated, they could be like, okay, well, you're going to come home because we're not going to pay to keep you there if if all of our teams are out. And, you know, to be honest, I did not necessarily think it was going to be the Montana State men that would keep me there the longest. And uh, that was kind of a first. But it was an awesome run by them. And uh, overall, um, I think if you just... Besides the Lady Grizz faltering in in their first game, um, overall, I think it was a pretty good tournament for all four of the the Montana programs. And, you know, it was just awesome to get down there and have some semblance of normalcy. um, For sure. Having, you know, a a tournament atmosphere. And I think, you know, a lot of people that went to all the high school tournaments here in Montana also felt that as well as it just, it feels like, and the sun's out, it just feels like we're, we're, the normal is on the horizon. You know, I think we all got a little bit of a taste of it um, last week for everyone that kind of went to some of those tournaments, and it felt really, really nice. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're, we're getting back to, you know, full-on crowds here at games, you know, coming up pretty soon. I know, you know, the Grizz softball has, uh, you know, they're allowing 300-ish um, this weekend for their first home series, which is going to be um, really cool. So, yeah, it was it was a great time. This week is always kind of create the week after because you're just kind of like so tired and stuff, and um, I've just been kind of hanging out, enjoying some family time. Um, but yeah, things are great. It was an awesome time down there in Boise, and you know, ready to watch some uh, NCAA tournament this week. Were you surprised by the results? I mean, Idaho State, I think we both knew were, was by far the best team on the women's side. Eastern Washington, uh, did that surprise you at all? Or did you think that, I mean, I think it was kind of the first time that the best teams on both sides have won this tournament since it went to a neutral site. Yeah, I thought Eastern was the best team all year. Um, I can, I've, I've said that I thought it was them, a gap, Southern Utah and Weber, gap, and then everybody, and then like Montana, Montana State, gap, and then everybody else. Um, so I wasn't really surprised by the result. Obviously, a little bit surprised that Montana State made it to the the championship game, um, but not necessarily surprised that it was Southern Utah that fell. Just because Southern Utah just you know they've kind of been that random team. They they can beat you when they're the lower seed, but they could lose to anybody. Um, so not anything too too surprising. I, I thought you know we had talked about it that Eastern was going to be a tough matchup for Montana, and uh, I, I just don't. I think that those two teams could play. You know, twenty times this year, and Eastern's probably going to win. You know, eighteen of them. So, I mean, that that's just is what it is for Montana. 
We're going to get into the NFL here in a sec, but what, we have a lot of Montana-centric storylines in the sense of the tournament, yeah, including, including a couple that we're going to talk to here shortly. Wayne Tiggle, Oregon State head coach, can join us about 4.30. And Raquan Evans, a native of Billings, who's playing at Florida State, joining us about 4.45. What's your favorite? Well, I guess one of the ones you're most excited to watch. Got to be excited to watch Raleigh, man. Well, yeah. The Raleigh Rooster. Well, yeah, Raleigh, um, and that's going to be... You know they got a they got a tough matchup too in the first round with Texas Tech I believe is who they're playing. Um, yeah, it's gonna be exciting to watch him. I think you know you're kind of happiest for Wayne Tinkle just sure. because of you know I mean they're picked to finish dead last in the Pac-12, um, and it's kind of ironic you know they're picked to finish 12th and they're a 12 seed now in the NCAA tournament. So that that is pretty cool and I and Tennessee's been struggling so like they they can. You know, and that 12-5 has kind of been like the, the little magical seeding for some of these upsets. So that'll be interesting to see if they can go on a run. And I think it's just cool. And we'll talk to Wayne about this. But just everyone, um, you know, Montana is so cool and unique in how it's, you know, such a small state. and Everyone is so connected that whenever anybody that has Montana ties, whether they coached here or were from here and are playing somewhere else, they just get so much support from Montana. And... So it's it's awesome to see like there were so many people on social media that are you know congratulating Tinkle and everything that they're doing and and so it's really it's just really cool whenever a, a Montana or former Montana you know person goes on and is representing you know Treasure State um, you know bloodlines or just they were here for a little bit um, at a national stage so yeah it's gonna be cool watching all of those and and Raekwon Evans is starting to play a little bit more at Florida State. I mean, they're probably the, the best team out of all three. And for sure, the they best, can make a run. The best sure. shot. Um, they've been kind of struggling down the stretch. Was a little bit surprising to me. They, they, I did. They, were, they were really good early on, but they lost that regular season finale, and then they won a game in the tournament, and then they had a weird cancellation with Duke testing positive, and then they upset North Carolina in the ACC tournament, but then they lost to Georgia Tech. So they have lost two out of three, but it was sort of a weird scenario where they had two cancellations in the span of the last five games. And uh, but I mean, I just think it's amazing that there is a. Kid from Billings, Montana, and the ACC. It's it's just it's so unlikely. I mean, we've seen guys go big time, you know, out west and stuff. Well, his route there too, right? You know, like going to North Idaho, right, is where I, yep. I believe yep. he went, and so, and then going uh, picked up by by Florida State, and then obviously, you know, Rooster kind of being a Montana commit, and then going to Utah State, and he if he didn't get hurt this year. I mean, I, I believe he would have been freshman of the year in the Mountain West. And he still was the runner-up, which is it, impressive. Yeah, so um, that's just going to be very fun because he's going to be, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a few possessions, if not a lot of the possessions, where he's going to be on one of the best scorers in the entire country and Mac McClung for Texas Tech. So um, that's going to be a very interesting matchup as Texas Tech is kind of built for the NCAA tournament and have had a lot of success um, Chris Beard has. And so that's going to be a very interesting matchup with Utah State, who's very, very good defensively. They have one of the best bigs in the country. They do. And so that's going to be a lot of fun watching and, and just, you know, an awesome, good experience for him as a freshman getting to, to play in the big dance and, you know, for everybody to cheer him on. It, we, it's a cool relationship with Raleigh, too, because we saw him around so much. He was always out and about playing hoops, playing sports, doing the camps, all the stuff. And so we got to see him sort of grow up before our eyes. I remember when I first moved back to Missoula, we played in a pickup game with him. And I'm like, man, that kid is only 15 or 16 years old. Like, this kid is really good. I was playing at the YMCA, and he was this young kid is like comes down and is like giving it to all these older guys. 
I was like, how old are you? He's like, oh, I'm in seventh grade. And I was like, well, I'm pretty good for seventh grade. <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't know who he was at the time. I just knew it was like the seventh grader. That was pretty good. And then um, and then I start learning his name. And then like he's playing a lot as a freshman. And I'm like, oh, hey, he's pretty good. And then I played with him a lot at the peak over the last few years. And I mean, he's legit, man. And he's going to be really, really good for them. And it just... And we've said it, we said it a bunch during the Big Sky tournament. And it's like it's awesome for him, and he's having a great experience, and everything worked out for him. But selfishly for us, I know we're like, man, it'd be awesome if he was wearing a Montana uniform because you know, like we said, like you have all these ties to him, and he's just really awesome to watch. And he's we just really want to watch, be selfish yeah. and be able to watch him in person all the time. No question. Nuana is now. I'm cold through Nuanas. He's Sean Rainey. He's from SWX Montana. We're on SWX Montana. We're also on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Last thing for you before we get into NFL free agency, anything big going on at SWX right now? Or are you guys kind of taking a breather now that finding all the state tournaments over, Big Sky Conference tournaments over, anything on the horizon here? We're taking a little bit of a breather, but we just kind of finalized our uh, our spring schedule. So we're going to be doing a lot of uh, um, college softball, some football. Um, we got some frontier as I'm kind of looking at this uh, schedule that I got up here right now. So we're going to bring um, some some Rocky football on March 27th. We got some Carroll College football against MSU Northern, and then um, just a bunch of uh, Frontier Conference uh, college softball and football and um, things lined up. So it looks like um, and then it looks like we were doing Grizz game. This just got official. So Portland State at Montana on Sweet. the 17th. We'll be uh, bringing that as well as the MSU spring game, Sunny Holland Classic on the 24th. So. Um, gonna be excited to do some spring football. It's, it's gonna be and doing the Central Washington game, so it's gonna be interesting getting into. Like I started reading some of the the releases and stuff because obviously we haven't been at football practice yet, and uh, it's gonna be interesting transitioning from hoops to to football and softball. No question. Um, worth noting, we had last week during our time in Boise. I had interviews with Rochelle Sayers from the Carroll College women's basketball team, as well as Lindsey Woolley from the Montana Western women's basketball team, as well as Steve Keller from the Providence men's basketball team. All three of those teams qualified for the NAIA National Tournament out of the Frontier Conference. All three of them lost uh, in the first round. Carroll College's men, though, they're on a little bit of a run. And uh, they're in the Sweet 16. They will play on Friday night in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, so that will be cool to monitor and watch. But Kurt Paulson, a guy that has actually some ties to Wayne Tickle as well. He's a graduate assistant on Wayne Tickle's staff once upon a time and now is the head coach at Carroll College. Uh, he's got his team on another run. They made a run all the way to the championship game a couple years ago. And uh, now... They're making another run here, so best of luck to Carroll College and Kurt Paulson and uh, the Fighting Saints on Friday night. Let's talk some NFL free agency. We'll start with the Big Sky Conference angle here. Eastern Washington has the most guys for the Big Sky Conference in the NFL, including the probably the most prominent guys in the league in Cooper Cup, who is staying put in Los Angeles. That's not part of this free agency talk. But Kendrick Bourne, who's been a great receiver for the San Francisco 49ers, he's on his way to New England. Samson Ebucom, great edge player for the Rams. He is on his way to San Francisco. So your thoughts on those two signings, I think both of those are pretty good fits. I think Ebucom could make some noise playing on that D-line as an edge guy for the Niners. I think Bourne, he's been good for San Francisco, but they just don't throw the ball that much. I think working in as sort of a a slot slash X for for, uh, the Patriots, I think that's a pretty good fit. Yeah. Bourne's just been, he's been so inconsistent. And he's, I know he's had some trouble with drops and things like that, but also, like you said, like, you know, the 49ers have had inconsistent quarterback play. They don't really throw it in a traditional sense all that much, but 
neither does New England. Right. So that's going to be, you know, I don't know how much Cam is really going to get wide receivers the ball. I know. I mean, they are getting a couple tight. They got the two top tight ends. They did Hunter Henry and John Smith. Yep. Um, so it looks like they, you know, I think they're going to go into, which is going to be hard to defend, but, you know, they had a really good running attack. And now you add, you know, two of the top, you know, free agent tight ends in, you know, Johnny Smith, who's really underrated, and Hunter Henry, who's really good. Um, so now you can kind of throw to those guys in the intermediate range and then, you know, throw in Kendrick Bourne with like a lot of their receivers who I would say are like kind of on a similar level to Kendrick Bourne. Like none of them are amazing, but, um, I don't know. It'll be an interesting fit, but I think, like you said, Ebukam on that Niners defense as a rotating in like pass rusher uh, could be very interesting because, I mean, he is super explosive. Mm-hmm. I remember watching a play against Montana. I can't remember who. I think it was Calhoun broke free. Jeremy Calhoun, when he was a running back, yeah. was was what, like breaking free down the sideline. On He ran down the left side. Ebukam was lined up on the right end and chased him all the way down the sideline and caught him, like, easily. Like, this dude is a freak athletically. And so he, he can, uh, when, you're, when you're matching him up with some of those guys on that, that defensive end, uh, defensive line for 49ers, that could be a very interesting fit. He can play standing up, too, a little bit. He can play a yeah. little Sam. I mean, he ran a 4-4 on his pro day. So, yeah. I mean, he can, he can absolutely run. So, okay, before we get into some of the other Patriots sightings, I got two questions for you about the Patriots. First of all, where are you at with Cam Newton? Because I know the world loves to hate on Cam Newton. He's like the favorite player in the league for everybody to hate. I don't know why. I've always loved Cam Newton. He didn't look good after the first month of the year last year. I thought he was hurt, though. He looked pretty good early. They had that game where they went all the way down to the wire. Um, I, I guess it was the second week of the season. I'm, I'm trying to remember who they were playing, but it, they came all the way down to uh, the very... Oh, it was against the Seahawks, Seahawks. when the Seahawks were rolling. Mm-hmm. And then they got stopped on the goal line. Um, but then after that, Cam, to me, he, he started short-arming it. It looked to me like he had a hurt shoulder. But I'm not ready to be done with Cam Newton. Where are you at with Cam Newton? The issue with a Cam Newton is you have to change and build your whole team around him. You do. And based on his skill sets, you know, which as a franchise, like sometimes you just don't want to do that because, and you know, and they're signing him to a one-year deal. So it's just kind of challenging because if you utilize him correctly and that's as a runner, it could be very effective. He stopped kind of running the football with the Panthers towards the end of his career there because... Well, one, like, you know, you could, your body can only take so much. Exactly. No matter, even if you are 6'5", 250, yeah, your exactly. body can only take and, so much. And so they kind of wanted, they kind of turned him into more of a passer. But if he's just staying in the pocket and passing, then he's not nearly as good of a quarterback as when he's a true dual threat. And it looks like, to me, I mean, and if you're the Patriots, you're signing to a one-year deal. So you don't necessarily, you're not like... It's going to sound harsh, but you're not really caring about his long-term future per se. So you are fine with giving him hundreds of carries and making him run the football if you're just signing him to these one-year deals. So if you're completely changing your offense to him, I think he can still be effective. But you also have to be really good everywhere else to be championship level. And they, you know, with signing Judon and, and hopefully getting a lot of those guys back on defense that because they had a lot of guys that opted out of the season last year that I think people are not remembering. Exactly. Hey, Dante, like all, they had like six guys on defense, like impact guys that all opted out. So if you're solid defensively and you get 
some more pieces and philosophically totally commit to Cam Newton as your quarterback, the Patriots can be very good. The issue is Buffalo's going to be really good. Miami's going to be, you know, even better. And and the Jets are going to be a little bit improved. So is it going to work? I don't know. Usually when you kind of dive and you're the winner of free agency, that doesn't really mean that anything in, in NFL terms because a lot of times you end up paying, you know, way more for these guys. Like Nelson Aguilar. Who also signed with the Patriots. Yeah. Two-year contract for $26 million. $13 million a year oh, for Nelson Aguilar who just he's, he's basically high- just walked on to the Raiders yeah. because he, he didn't do anything with the Eagles. So, like, the Raiders got him for, like, nothing and the Patriots now are paying, like, you're paying up for all of these guys in free agency. And that's why usually free agency doesn't work. Like Kendrick Bourne is fine, but three years, 22 and a half million. Like that's a damn good job by his agent because he yes. didn't put up the, the necessary numbers to get paid that much. I mean, that's a pretty good hefty paycheck for a guy who's hasn't been like super impactful. So I don't know free agency. You, you know, you, sometimes you don't want to win free agency, but it, I mean, the Patriots are certainly making some moves. We'll see how it pans out for them. Nuana's now Coulter Nuana, Sean Rainey, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Matt Judon also signed with the Patriots. That was going to be my next question, but you already took the words out of my mouth with about uh, the fact that they do have some of, maybe some of their best quote unquote free agents are guys like Dante Hightower and guys like uh, the, one the, whichever one of the McCordy twins sat out this last year. Those guys coming back, they're great players. So I think the Patriots have a chance to be better defensively. Let's talk quarterbacks. The first domino to fall was Dak Prescott getting his money. That then eliminated the opportunity for uh, other people to go to Dallas, including Russell Wilson. That had been floated. Russell Wilson's agent had put out the list that included uh, the Bears, the Cowboys. Who else did he say he might be able to want to go to? The Saints, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there was one other. Raiders? Did you say Raiders? The Raiders. Yeah, the Ra- so it was the Raiders, the Saints, the Bears, and the Cowboys. That's where Russell Wilson said he would go. Well, Dak resigns with the Cowboys, so that's off the table. Then that makes Andy Dalton expendable, which he probably already was anyways. And then the Bears, instead of making a run for Russell Wilson, they instead go. Well, well apparently they did make a, a big, a, right. an aggressive offer. We, you know, supposedly the Saints also yeah. signed. To, so, to talking about ridiculous contracts, Taysom Hill getting that contract is crazy. I mean, Taysom Hill got four years, what, one hundred forty million dollars. I mean, that is Taysom Hill. I get he's like he's this unique weapon, but he hasn't really ever done anything. He managed a couple games down the stretch for the Saints, but they were really good all over the place. I just can't believe they're going to pay him like that. I get that part of it is just who he is, his star power, all that stuff. But, man, I just thought that was crazy. So now it's going to be Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill against each other for the right to replace the retired Drew Brees. And uh, so the Saints were off the table then. And like you said, the Bears did make a play, but they didn't get uh, Russell Wilson. And so instead they signed Andy Dalton. So, I mean, is Andy Dalton even better than Mitch Trubisky? Maybe, but it doesn't matter. Like... I don't, I don't understand what these teams are doing. Like, none of these guys, like, if you're not above league average and you don't move the needle whatsoever, I don't understand why you go after any of these guys. Like, why would you pay Andy Dalton $10 million? I don't under, I don't get it. Like, it's the same thing with when they, got Nick, when they brought in Nick Foles. I'm like, cool, you're going to bring in another dude who is not going to move the needle whatsoever, and best-case scenario is league average. Like, what are you doing? Like, you have to... You have to... It's like you get a giant 
gash in your arm and you just put a temporary band-aid on it and it works for a couple weeks but then you got to get another band-aid and then you got to get another band-aid it's not gonna work fix it why do you think it is that teams like the bears like this has been a the bears have never had a good quarterback never never in my life how how is how is it always possible that you can never have anybody that's even kind of good well i think it's because they're they're never terrible yeah. So you're never picking in the top like five. That's right. And then, and then you just like I thought Jay Cutler was good. Who's okay? I mean, Jake, I mean, if he, that's the best you got. Jay though, Cutler's probably the best quarterback in their history of their franchise. I mean, it's like Jay Cutler, Rex Grossman, and McMahon. Jim McMahon. That's so bad. <laughs> so oh bad. My God. But that's what I mean. But like they always think that they're like relevant enough that if they just get like a decent quarterback. That they're going to be fine, but that's not like you have to be like all time like Baltimore Ravens defense Trent Dilfer good like and that hardly ever ever happens. Yes, and so and I think teams look at that like oh well so, some guy like the 49ers went with Jimmy Garoppolo to the Super Bowl and were a play away from winning it. It's like that only happens when like the rest of your roster is like completely stacked and. Oh my god, I just don't understand. Like Andy, it's just so blah. Like I rather just. I'd rather just use my resources to like try and trade up and get a young guy and and just tank for a year or just get or trade for like why wouldn't they trade for a Matt Stafford or something like that? Someone that actually is going to move the needle a little bit. Like they're they're going to be the same as they've always been. They'll they'll be 7 and 9 edge on the play. Maybe like, 9 and 7 ugh, the defense plays well. All sorts of other free agent signings. Um Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski and Jack Barrett resigned with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to the Washington football team. Emmanuel Sanders to the Bills. Don Brown to the Raiders. And like we mentioned, Taysom Hill and Jameis Wilson, Jameis Winston, excuse me, both re-upping with the Saints. We're going to debate more about this later on, probably in the second hour, but we got to go right now because we have one of our favorite guests on this show, good friend of this show, making his illustrious return, and I'm sure he's riding real high right now, although he's probably maybe coming down from the high as he's preparing for a team in Tennessee with a couple lottery picks on the roster. But either way, Wayne Tickle, University of Montana alum, former Montana men's basketball coach, and a good friend of this show. He's the head coach of Oregon State. He will join us right here on Nuanez Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula right after this. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy St. Patrick's Day as well. Hope you're having a great day. The sun is shining in the beautiful state of Montana. And we are happy to bring you all that you want and need from around the sports world, from around the state of Montana, and in this case, from around the entire country 
It is Nuanas now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide SWX Montana Television. Sean Rainey from SWX joining me, Coulter Nuanas, here in studio. And we are happy now to continue our tournament takeover. We'll be headed to Indianapolis this weekend. We'll be catching games all over the great city of Indianapolis, including we're planning on hitting up the Oregon State game against Tennessee, and it should be a good one. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in a good friend of this show, good friend of mine, and a guy that has a lot of ties to the great city of Missoula, Wayne Tinkle, the head coach from the Oregon State Beavers. And Tix, congratulations on the recent success. How you doing, my man? Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, man, great to hear your voice. It's good to be with you guys. Let's start at the here and now. Oregon State, uh, kind of an up-and-down year. It's been a weird year with all the cancellations. Really hard for anybody in the country to find consistency. But you guys now are coming into the NCAA tournament, one of the hottest teams in the entire country. You win the Pac-12 tournament. You fight your way into the big dance. So just take us through this recent run. It must be pretty cool for you and your guys to take a little momentum into the big dance this year. Oh, culture! it's been a crazy ride. I mean, you know, you, you hit it on the head. We, we started out, we had some really tough losses early. Uh, we attributed a lot of that to the fact that, you know, we didn't have our summer workouts. Uh, the fall was abbreviated. You know, they pushed back the start of the season. And we had probably the most inexperienced team we've had since, you know, early on here at Oregon State. And we knew what we had. We just knew it was going to take time. But all the while, you're suffering those losses, and you have people, you know, that that are upset, disappointed, and you know, right, rightly so in that stretch. But you know, we knew as a staff that we'd we'd accomplish some great things at Oregon State, and that we just needed time to gel. And to our the credit of our guys, man, they just hung in there through it all. They didn't listen to any of the naysayers. They just went to work every day, brought their hard hats and lunch pails, and we told them our teams always peak at the right time. So if you guys just hang in there, we're going to be, and this was it, we're going to be where we need to be come March. And they bought into it. We went down to Vegas with a lot of confidence. You know, we eked out a tough, tough uh, first game against UCLA. And then I'm telling you, our guys, you know, they were world beaters. They didn't think anybody could stand in their way from that point on. And here we find ourselves uh, in Indianapolis ready to play in the NCAA tournament. Coach Sean Rainey here. Uh, great to talk to you. I know, obviously, whenever you make the tournament, it's it's an awesome feeling no matter what. But is how how much different does this one feel just knowing, you know, like when you went there with Montana, a lot of the times you guys were favored and, and predicted to win the conference, things like that. But when you're when you're predicted to finish 12th in the in the Pac-12, like does this, does this trip feel just a little bit sweeter, just everything that you've gone through and, and how people thought of your program outside of it before the season started? No, for sure, for sure. It does feel special. It's it's great to hear from you too, buddy. But, uh, you know, it, I tell you, not not just the fact that we were picked 12th. You know, in, in our, our preseason media deal, I just kind of said, I guarantee you we're not going to finish 12th. <laughs> and it wasn't like this resounding, I'm overly confident. It was just kind of like, well, it's stupid. <laughs> we're we're going to be better than that. You you know, you guys you guys just don't know it. And so it wasn't like an insult or any of that. It was just a matter of fact. I knew I knew we wouldn't be last. And then it kind of turned into a little bit of a rally cry down the stretch. And uh, our equipment man, Ryan Lawrence, he uh, he and I, he said, hey, our Nike shirts came in. Nike always does really cool shooting shirts for their programs for the MCA tournament. Uh, or I'm sorry, for the postseason. And so I, going before we went to Vegas, I said, can we put somewhere on the T-shirt 12th? 
I said, I think that would be kind of a cool, you know, deal for our guys. He goes, well, yeah, we could put it on the outside, you know, by the neck, down below, by the hip. I said, no, no, I don't, I don't want anybody to see it but the individual that puts it on. Let's put it somewhere on the inside. And he goes, well, I'll put it right by, you know, the label that has the sides because everybody will make sure they have the right size and then they'll see it. And so he did that in a matter of 24 hours. And the first guy to see it was Jared Lucas, who you guys, if you've seen us, he's really confident kid, score. Uh, and, of course, it was appropriate. He would be the first guy to notice it. That's just his personality. But they got fired up. And so that was kind of our deal once we got to Vegas. You know, it was us against the world. Uh, and, and to their credit, they were, they were a really confident group. And after we got the UCLA win, there was no way they were going to be denied against Oregon. And then uh, even even in the championship game against Colorado, it beat us twice. Uh, and it just made us super proud of the guys. And, you know, then, then we here, – here's the funny thing. You, get, you guys being Montanans will love this. So we get back to the hotel after the celebration and media and all that. It was probably 11.15, 11.30 at night in Vegas on a Saturday night. Now, we're supposed to remain in a bubble. You know, the last thing you want to do is drop your guard and mess things up for the tournament. But then we get the word that we have to leave at like 8.30 the next morning to get on the charter to come to Indy. And it was like, you, you know, we really got cheated out of celebrating. And you know how us Montanans, you know, can celebrate a good a good victory, right? Oh, yeah. So and we get, we get we, you know, I think our guys found a way to have a good time in their hallway, albeit, you know, as safe and healthy as possible. And then, shoot, next thing you know, we're landing in, in Indianapolis. We're forced into our rooms, and we can't do – we can't leave for 24 hours. We can't leave our room. And we tested right when we got here. Then we're quarantined. Then we leave to test again. And it's it's been a crazy ride, but I'm so proud of this group for hanging in there. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled for all of the believers that stayed with us through, through the good and the bad. You know, and, and here we are you know, ready to tip it up on Friday. Um, and, and, well, how about winning the first ever, you know, championship in Oregon State's history, Pac-12 tournament championship. So it's been a great ride. And, and again, I'm so pleased for the staff and, and, and the players for, you know, the way they've ridden everything out and stayed together through it all. Yeah, I mean, and what does the media know, right? I mean, you could, you could. This is a chance. I mean, you could take a shot at, you know, all of us idiots in the media. That anybody that picked a twelfth, you know, I mean, it's just. Well, that was my. That was actually my first comment when they said that. I said, "Well, you guys are rarely right." Yeah. <laughs> but I promise you, we're not going to finish last. Nuana is now Wayne Tickle joining us. Sean Rainey in studio with me, Coulter Nuana's Wayne Tickle, former University of Montana basketball players, well, well as former University of Montana head coach. Now head coach at Oregon State. His team heading to the NCAA tournament. They're a 12 seed. They will play Tennessee. But coach, I want to ask you about what you said a little bit earlier. You talked about your teams seeming to always peak at the right time. So a two-part question for you. I know that what we did the Grizz Greats, the Coaching Tree podcast series, which is one of the great pleasures of my career. It was so fun catching up with everybody that comes from that Judd Heathcote coaching tree that is coached at the University of Montana. But I've heard multiple coaches from that tree talk about the process of peaking late. Travis DeKeer talked about it even recently as his team went and actually made a little run of the Big Sky Tournament after having kind of an up-and-down year as well. So... First of all, how much of influence does sort of the way that you came up both as a player and a coach influence that strategy, and how do you go about peaking at the right time uh, when it is uh, heading into March in college basketball? Yeah, that's good stuff. You know, I I think a lot of it are, you know, the principles we've learned at Montana, the important parts of the game, which, 
you know, are starting with the basics, the fundamentals, you know, and it's getting tougher and tougher every year to get these guys to buy into some of the old school drills, coming to a jump stop, you know, pivoting, hitting guys in their numbers when you go to pass the ball. None of them want to do any of that stuff. That's not what they see on TV. But 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 those are really the rudimentary fundamentals that, that build success, and it's the discipline within all of that, the routine. I remember playing for Mike Montgomery, and this is before we had restricted hours per week to practice, and, and we would have four-hour practices, like basically throughout the year. Wow. And it was two hours of offense, two hours of defense. <laughs> And we would we would run five on O, running through all of our plays every day, you know. And it's just like, come on, man, we're we're in January. We know all this stuff, but he was never going to leave anything for chance, you know. And he when he called a play late in the game, and he was confident that we knew it because we'd run it a million times, you know. And uh, those those things matter, and so it takes a while to put that in in play and. You know, yeah, we suffer some tough, tough losses early because we don't have it all in. We don't have it put together. Maybe people say we put too much in too early, uh, you know, and, and that keeps us, you know, from from hitting our stride earlier. But it's the way it's the way we do things because having played it in the Big Sky, where it's a one bid league, so there's no concern about what your net score is from the preseason and da 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 da. It's playing your best ball in March when you when you get to the Big Sky Tournament because that's when you need to peak to get a chance to go to the Big Dance. Now, we've had to tweak some of that at, at Oregon State because, you know, obviously we proved several years back, you know, we got an at-large. Um, you know, you, you, you've got to pay a little more attention of what you're doing in the preseason. But, you know, this year's team, as we only have two players on our squad that have been in our program for more than a year. So we, we were a young team, an immature team. We had a lot of pieces. I already talked about all the stuff we missed in the offseason, you know, in preparation. And I don't think our fan base understood or appreciated that, you know. And we just kept grinding. We, you know, I, I, I don't get on social media. You guys probably look and understand why. But I just I couldn't, I couldn't let that stuff because I care too much. And I, I would respond to everybody on there, whether it was good or bad, just because that's the kind of person I am. I just couldn't have that, you know, that distraction these last few years. But, you know, you look at it, at the end of the day, we won 10 league games, you know, through it all. And it's the second time in 30-some years that Oregon State's won at least 10, 10 league games. The other time was two years ago, you know, when, when we thought we got robbed from the NIT. So... We knew we were building things in the right direction, especially after the year we had all the injuries and only won five. The thing that makes me the most proud is we didn't compromise. We didn't change how we do things. We didn't push the panic button. We didn't cut corners to get players, you know, that sort of thing. And we just stayed true to all the things that, you know, were were what made us who we are. And, and I think the influence from the days at Montana were instrumental uh, in that because it's, you know, you keep keep your nose to the grindstone. You don't cut corners. You, you just outwork people, and you know that that will pay off. You know, and, and here we are in the position we're in. Coach, I think one of the, the coolest things about Montana is it's, you know, since it's so small and it's such a community, that when anyone from Montana goes somewhere else, 
everyone still follows and, and supports them. What has it been like just as far as getting all these, you know, Grizz fans reaching out and supporting you guys? And I think there's, you know, going to be, uh, you know, a ton of Montana fans out there cheering for you and Oregon State this week. Well, I tell you what, I never knew how much I was loved uh, until I left Montana because I think so many people were happy to see me go. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, it, it was unbelievable. I did a show uh, know, earlier in the week, and I talked about my roots in Montana, and, and I said when I looked at my phone Saturday night, uh, the texts and emails that I had, uh, there was as many from my Montana friends and supporters as there was Oregon State. And I said it, it, it just it made me feel great. Just like the stories you did about, you know, our kids after they moved on, you know, from high school and, and you know, on Trace. And, and most recently, I said it's re- it was really cool, you know, that even though we've been gone for, you know, over seven years now, that, you know, they still follow us and support us and are interested in us. And it's not a surprise because, you know, uh, people people in Montana are just incredible. And that's why, you know, we'll, we'll always go back. But uh, it really made us feel good, makes us feel special. And you still, I mean, each day there's more and more coming in. And, and it makes us really proud of, you know, just the, what we what we did there. But the relationships, you know, that we forged, just uh, incredible. Wayne Tingle joining us, head coach of the Oregon State Beavers. Let's talk about the tournament, coach. You got the 12 seed. You're playing the Tennessee Volunteers. They're pretty darn good. Rick Barnes got it rolling down there in Tennessee. What do you think of the matchup, and uh, what do you think of a couple of these guys that Tennessee's got? Because I know Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer both projected NBA first-round draft picks, so quite the task at hand for your team. Oh, it's a challenge, you know, and this is where, you know, we're, we're, we're happy to be in it. And I, and I always marvel at the guys that argue over seeding and, you know, we should be a three, not a four and da, 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 da. And I, and I get it, you know, had we not squandered a couple of those early season games, you know, we probably would be a single digit seed having won the PAC 12 tournament. And our, our conference was very, very competitive. And in fact, a month or so ago, we, we we had a Zoom call and we were talking about the last two weeks of the season and should we adjust it because of the games that were missed and, you know, we wanted to play Tier 1 games to strengthen this and make sure we got four in. And I reminded the group, four, I said, guys, remember, we have an automatic, you know, bid for the champion of the tournament. We could, we could get as many as five. And it kind of proves prophetic now because... And in fact, I held up my five fingers after we won it to the crowd, and it was to signify we're getting five in, you know. And so it's it's important, but you know we've got the 12 seed. They're a five. They're really good. They're out of a conference that's known for its athleticism and speed and quickness. Uh, it's going to be a real challenge. And you mentioned the two freshman guards that you know are projected if they come out as potential first rounders. Um, but I don't want to. I don't want to cut short. You know the talent that's within our league. I mean, Oregon's as good a team. You know that's 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 out there. Maybe outside of Gonzaga, and and you know Colorado's as good a defensive team as there is in the country. UCLA is oozing with talent. You know, so it's it's like we've played against it. You know, and last week we ran the gauntlet. I mean, we we beat UCLA in the first 
round matchup, then Oregon, the number one seed, then, you know, Colorado, back to back, you know, neutral site victories. We, we hadn't done it in I don't know how many years where we beat, you know, a, a ranked team at a neutral site. And we did it back to back last week. So we're riding a pretty good wave, and it's going to be a challenge. Uh, we got to figure out a way that, never mind scoring, we got to just get shots up. <laughs> They're so good defensively, but we'll have a plan in place. And, and then, the big key is, I think, this run, we, we've kept our guys' minds free. We've, like, free your minds. You know what it takes to have success. We're just going to challenge you to go do it. And that's, that's you know, execute, play harder than your opponent, and enjoy each other. We got boat raced at home against Arizona by 30-plus. Now, we were missing a couple of our main guys. We, we had just come out of an eight-day pause because of COVID, only had two practices to prep. And, and they put it on us, and we had a heart-to-heart staff meeting lasted seven hours the next the next day. We pushed back practice so that we could have time to do that. We brought the team in, and we said, guys, right now, you, you guys have put so much expectations on yourself. You don't know what success is yet. This is what's going to lead to it. And we mentioned those three things that I just did. Let's buy into that. It'll, it'll mean we're being successful. We can't promise you when it will lead to wins, but it will eventually. And that's when the season flipped for us. The guys really bought into it. I think there's there's such an aura about the tournament that I don't think, unless you've gone there, it's hard to describe the feeling of it. What's that like for you? How do you describe that? And is it any different going with Oregon State in a, as a Pac-12 school compared to when you went as you know with Montana Big Sky, you know, it's just kind of like a, a little bit different kind of scenario. Is it does the feel? Is it does it feel any different? Is there anything different to it being, you know, with with a different school? No, you're, yeah, it's a good point. You know, when when you're a mid major and and you know we we had a pretty good run there. You know, where we only lost one league, one league game those two years. Um, you know, one each year. It's really cool. You ride in and it's like you know March Madness is all about upsets. So you. You have that dream that you're going to upset the team that's, you know, going to be ranked. And, you know, we, we almost did that the one year against New Mexico. And, you know, then we got shellacked a time or two, especially the last year with Syracuse when we were just inundated with injuries. I remember Will Cherry, he shouldn't have even played. Yeah. And he's so dang tough. He limped his way through. And, and you know, we won't get that, that was a tough deal. But, you know, now – we when the first time we went at Oregon State, it was the first time in 26 years. It was just kind of cool that we punched the ticket, you know, and and everybody was excited. We we thought we were misseated because Trace, you know, had broken his foot unfortunately, and he was our second leading scorer, rebounder, shot blocker, steals, assists, all that. We, we knew it was going to be a tough road to hoe, and and now it's it's funny with the confidence that we've got. The teams that we beat to get here, it's it, we have a level of confidence. Like it, it to us, it doesn't really seem like we're gonna we're gonna milk that underdog deal. But we we feel like right now we can beat anybody. Now it, Tennessee's a different different animal. They're they're really really good. And it, it, you know, I'll be honest. It, 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 if we don't score the ball, it could be it could be nasty. But if we can find a way to get out of the gate and keep that thing close at half. And, and and make that game go as as long as it can. The pressure's all on them, and our guys are confident, you know, that we can close it out against anybody. So uh, I feel really good about our mindset, you know, more so than any other year. 
just because of the confidence and 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 really the freedom and spirit our guys are playing with lately. He's Wayne Tingle. He's head coach of the Oregon State Beavers. They're 12 seed headed into the NCAA tournament to take on Tennessee. And coach, for all the people around Montana, we're proud of you. Thanks so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. I got to tell you, my mom stopped by today and she said that she's your biggest fan this weekend. So I know that she'll be rooting for you hard and uh, everybody else will as well. But thanks so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate the time. Please, yeah, hugs hugs around. Love and miss you guys so much. Uh, you know Montana's always going to hold a special spot in all of our hearts and, and we're always going to be coming back. So I got the last thing I got to say, go Grizz, go Beavs. Yeah, thanks so much. And we we have the we have a tournament challenge with the radio station. And I, I picked you guys. It's it's on paper. So I, my money is where my mouth is. hasn't made his picks yet. So he's got it. We'll see who he goes with. But I already I already got you guys. All right. I love it. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. All the best. Hey, thanks, Wayne. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye now. Wayne Tickle. He's from Spokane, but we can call him a native Montana at this point because he, he lived here for a better part of two decades and played his college ball here, raised his kids here in Missoula, and uh, was a great coach for the University of Montana as well. Really appreciate him taking time out of his busy schedule. Always love coach, catching up with Coach Tix. Our tournament takeover on Nuana is now continues. All sorts of Montana ties to the NCAA tournament. This is the greatest week of the year so far. I got, I've just been loving it. Raquan Evans, Billing Skyview alum and a Florida State senior guard. He'll join us next right here on Nuana is now. It's 1029 ESPN Missoula. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. And there she floated just like a swan. Lay the band, say the bonny broom. The salt sea carried her body on. I'm St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Listen to Nuanez now, right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Duanez. We do this each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. Each Wednesday, Sean Rainey from SWX Montana Television joins me, as he does today. Here's what we're going to do. Coach Tinkle, Wayne Tinkle, from the Oregon State Beavers men's basketball team. The man. Yeah, man. Love talking to Tinks, man. He's always been so good to the media, man. He's such a good dude, such a good dad, such a good coach. Proud to share a, an Gen- alma mater. Just genuine. With him. genuine I mean, just guy, a genuine man. dude. Yeah, genuine guy. Definitely one of the best Montana's produced for sure. But he gave us so much time that we're actually up against it again. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you a little bit about a variety of different things we got going on here. And then we're going to get out and we're going to play my interview with Raekwon Evans a, uh, a little bit later in the 5 o'clock hour as well as Danny Sprinkle as well. So... Um, First and foremost, Nuana's now not on tomorrow. We will be on a plane to Indianapolis, but we'll be back with you Friday, Monday, and Tuesday, remote broadcasts from Indy. Riley Corcoran's going to be riding shotgun with me, so we're going to be hitting up a bunch of games. We'll have all sorts of March Madness coverage for you. It'll be a lot of fun there in the heart of Indianapolis. 
So that's one thing. Number two, if you haven't already, you need to go enter our bracket challenge. ESPN Missoula, just search ESPN Missoula Challenge. When you go to the ESPN.com, just click on Tournament Challenge and then search ESPN Missoula Challenge. Paradise Falls, the presenting sponsor, and we'll hear from Paradise Falls in a little bit, too, uh, with our ESPN Roundtable featuring Danny Sprinkle. But we have a lot of great prizes, $400 cash prize plus $100 in gift cards to the first prize winner. Got $100 in gift cards to the second prize winner and $75 worth of gift cards to the third place winner. So be sure to go enter that. Just one entry per person, but you can weigh it, see if you can beat Sean, myself, Riley, anybody else that's a media guy that's entered in this thing. But you also have a chance to win some pretty great prizes. So please go enter that as well, the Bracket Challenge presented by Paradise Falls. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you hot. Raekwon Evans, Danny Sprinkle, Jason Mackey, we're going to do it all. And hour number two right here on Nuanas Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 